0: Former NATO Secretary General Anders Fogh Rasmussen touched down in Taiwan on Tuesday morning for a three-day visit. He was received at the airport by Vincent Yao, the Director General for European Affairs at the Foreign Ministry. Rasmussen is scheduled to sit with President Tsai Ing-wen, Vice President Lai ching and lawmakers, as well as conduct exchanges with scholars from local think tanks.
1: The main focus of discussion will be defending democracy as well as China's military threats to regional stability. Rasmussen was the Secretary General of NATO from 2009 to 2014 and is a former prime minister of Denmark, his native country. He is currently the head of the Alliance of Democracies Foundation. His visit will be the first time that Taiwan welcomes a former NATO Secretary General, though it is not Rasmussen's first time in Taiwan. He visited previously in 1994 as a member of the team, the Parliament of Denmark. A recent report in international media said U.S. military officials are calling for closer cooperation with Taiwan's military to improve defensive readiness in Taiwan.
0: Meanwhile, cross-party officials on Tuesday responded to a statement from the new head of China's Taiwan Affairs Office, saying Taiwan would seek peace but would not accept unification with China.
2: In a recent report on Taiwan's conscription reforms, the Financial Times said that U.S. military officials visited Taiwan in December. The report cited the U.S. officials' analysis of Taiwan's military, saying it was skillful at the tactical level but lacked the ability to think strategically. The officials called for an expansion
3: of Taiwan-U.S. military cooperation. Totalitarian states and the expansion of hegemonic forces have caused regional instability and challenged global peace. Taiwan must think about how to protect itself. We are very grateful for all our friends who come here and help us. In the face of threats from China, Taiwan's military
2: cannot afford to be lax. In his New Year's address, the new head of China's Taiwan Affairs Office, Song Tao, placed strong emphasis on the unification of China and Taiwan. Song said that unification was the general trend of the motherland and argued that the results of Taiwan's recent local elections showed that Taiwanese sought peace, stability and development with China. Song called for discussions with people of insight in Taiwan on the issue of unification.
3: The new Taiwan affairs office director has his take on things. Those are his views. The KMT's perspective, of course, is that we hope to get along peacefully with China and also protect
4: Taiwan. Uh,
3: Peace is absolutely Taiwan's greatest goal and the direction Taiwan is moving toward. However, that absolutely does not mean peaceful unification. The Taiwanese public's decision to vote in this way and to vote for KMT officials was not meant as giving a reason or an excuse to China to push for peaceful unification. China has seen the results of Taiwan's local elections
2: as an opportunity to push its agenda on unification. The situation highlights the challenges the Taiwanese government faces as China ramps up attempts at infiltration.
0: Ukraine's capital, Kyiv, on Tuesday, received its first batch of electricity generators purchased with a donation from Taiwan's government. The equipment comes at a crucial time for the city, as Russian bombing has destroyed much infrastructure that allows residents to stay warm in the country's severe winter.
1: The money for the generators comes from an additional donation that the Taiwan government offered Ukraine in December 2021. Let's hear from the foreign ministry.
0: uh,
3: Taiwan donations will be used to power critical infrastructure and heating units. The Ministry of Foreign Affairs is planning an additional donation of 2 million U.S. dollars for the Ukrainian cities at the front line of the invasion, which have also been attacked. The funds would allow them to buy generators and heating equipment.
1: The Ministry of Foreign Affairs says that the procurement was handled by local authorities as Taiwan does not manufacture diesel-powered generators. Assembly would have had been outsourced, resulting in production time of at least two months. The Foreign Ministry adds that its Ukraine winter relief plans include funds to purchase blankets, warm clothing, insulation and dry goods to be delivered to Ukraine via Poland. The marching band from Taipei's First Girls High School had a very unique New Year's experience on Monday. They participated in the Rose Parade in Southern California. That's the
0: first time the school take part in the event in 18 years. Their performance was praised by attendees and one local broadcaster who commented on their professionalism.
2: The Rose Bowl was held in Southern California on January 2nd amid chilly lows of 6 degrees. Despite the cold, locals were out in force to give a warm welcome to the Taipei First Girls High School Band. Taipei First Girls It was the first time in 18 years that the school participated in the Rose Parade, which marked its 134th anniversary in 2023. During the parade, some fans waved Taiwan's national flag as they cheered on the visiting marching band. The 125-member band from Taipei was mostly made up of second-year students. The band was placed 58th in the parade lineup and passed by the main viewing platform at 9.20 a.m. local time. While small, inevitable mistakes were made, the girls were praised by a local broadcaster for maintaining professionalism and for their skill at executing Good difficult formation helps. changes. Good recovery there. We, we saw one of the young ladies have a mishap, but it doesn't matter. She was a professional. She kept going, kept that composure, and that says everything. A total of 39 floats and 76 teams of performers joined the parade. The Taipei Girls Band was one of six international groups at the event.
5: Oh, it's so awesome! exceeds my
2: expectations. Every year it's magical. Nothing like what I saw, no. I highly recommend to see it in person. The roughly 9-kilometer parade attracted 750,000 attendees, who filled the air
1: with excitement.
0: Egg pancakes are getting an upgrade. A stall in Zhanghua
1: is so popular that it's attracting customers from across the country. So what's their secret? The owner makes everything from scratch, including the sauce, that holds it all together. We popped in to check out what the fuss is all about.
5: White dough tumbles in a bubbling deep fryer, gradually turning gold and filling out. It must be continuously flipped so the dough is cooked evenly. But the egg inside must also be fried just so.
3: The egg inside is just like a fried egg, and it releases the sauce when you eat it.
5: But a mere pancake and an egg does not an egg pancake make. The homemade sauce is very important, plus extra ingredients. French cheese, German ham, Mexican bacon or Taiwanese pickles.
3: The pickles here are great. Compared to most places, the flavor here is less spicy.
5: Cabbages are stacked up in a mountain in the kitchen. The boss makes pickles here by hand. They're exceptionally crunchy and sweeter than they are spicy. The most important factor in the quality is the oil, which they don't buy mass-produced.
3: We buy fresh pig fat from the pork stall every day and use it for frying.
5: This stall in a bustling district in Jianghua is run by a chef who used to be an electrical engineer. More than a decade ago, he chucked that in for egg pancakes. In the early days of developing his star recipes, he spent four months eating 10 pancakes a day or more, eventually settling on the key menu. The results are so good, some customers make a pilgrimage here from counties or townships far away.
3: I live in Tianzhong. Every time I come to Zhanghua, I come and get something here to take away. They're good even as a takeaway.
5: The key is that these pancakes are made by hand, almost at every single step of the process. Although all that work takes time, customers get to enjoy a crispier, tastier snack that's a cut above the competition.
0: The matter of what to do with the government's $450 billion tax surplus in 2022 has become a hotly debated topic in Taiwan.
1: On Tuesday, Premier Susan Chang said that some of the money would be given to the general public as cash handouts. He added that any plans to do so would still have to be budgeted and approved by the Legislative Yuan.
3: Taiwan's government reported a tax surplus of 450 billion NT in 2022. In a statement released after a recent national security meeting, President Tsai Ing-wen indicated that after subtracting 70 billion NT for local governments, the central government would have a total of 380 billion NT at its disposal. Premier Su Jian Tang says that there are plans to use up 200 billion T of the amount, with some portion of the remaining amount to be saved for emergencies and some other portion to be handed out to the public. <laughs>
2: 100 billion NT will be used to support the national health insurance system and subsidize electricity prices. Another 100 billion NT will go towards strengthening the economy. The remaining 180 billion NT will be set aside for emergencies, but some part of it will be given
3: out as cash to the public. The premier stressed that the government would have to draw up a budget for the cash handouts and get it approved at the Legislative
5: Yuan.
2: We can call for an extraordinary session to discuss the cash handouts. The annual budget is about to be reviewed and passed, so I'm afraid there isn't enough time for that. Even if we convoked an extraordinary session, time would still be a problem. Handing out cash is the best approach, obviously, but we have to consider who would
3: be getting the handouts. The Taiwan labor front doesn't think cash handouts are the best way to go about it. I don't think cash
2: handouts are the best approach. Instead, we should consider ways to effectively counter overmarketization
3: in some service sectors, such as long-term care and daycares. The DPP says it is in favor of spending $100 billion in T to prop up the national health insurance system, the labor insurance system, and to cover some of Thai power's losses. <laughs>
2: We finally have the opportunity to inject some funds into the labor insurance system. To keep electricity prices from rising, we can put some funds into subsidies for that. Premier Su and President Tsai should explain to the public the situation in our country, where the money will go to respond to whichever difficulties are coming for Taiwan and the world in the year ahead.
3: The lawmaker says that the government should consider how tough the pandemic has been in the general public. She adds that as long as the government explains where the money will go, there wouldn't be too much pushback given the current situation with COVID and inflation.
1: A 22-meter lantern of a high-tech moon rabbit will preside over this year's Taiwan Lantern Festival, which will kick off on February 5th in Taipei. Revelers will be able to walk from the East Shopping District to Taipei 101 to see a wide variety of rabbit-themed lantern exhibits.
0: This year, organizers are handing out portable lanterns that you can fold into your own pair of bunny ears to wear on your head.
3: After 23 editions in other areas of Taiwan, the Taiwan Lantern Festival is back in Taipei this year. Organizers on Tuesday reveal the design of its main lantern. It's a high-tech space rabbit inspired by the chip industry. The lantern will tower 22 meters tall and will be located at Sun Yat-sen Memorial Hall. The bunny's face is animated. The different expressions were all created through motion capture technology from a famous model, Olympic gold medalist weightlifter Guo Chun. They
2: directed me very well, so the process went very smoothly. They recorded all my expressions
3: in one go. Organizers will also give out portable lanterns inspired by the white rabbit in Alice in Wonderland. The rabbit has been reimagined with an explosion of colors. And it's not just the lantern. Fold it up, and you can make a pair of bunny ears to wear on your head. I'm really looking forward to these portable lanterns
2: because my son was born in the year of the rabbit. I'm also expecting another rabbit baby this year. The festival grounds go from the East Shopping District to Xinyi District and from Songshan Cultural and Creative Park to Taipei 101. The city is part of the lantern exhibit. Now that the borders are open, we hope that international tourists will come and visit. The
3: 2023 Taiwan Lantern Festival will be on from February 5th to February 19th, with light shows at the main lantern every 30 minutes. Organizers hope the event will attract crowds and inject some vitality into Taipei's shopping districts.
0: CNN Travel has released its list of 18 of Asia's most underrated places, which includes the tourist hotspot of Kanding in the southernmost
1: point of Taiwan. It's the only place in Taiwan to make the list, but what makes it so special? FTV reporter Stephanie Yang spoke to some tourists to find out.
4: Kinting was named one of the 18 most underrated places in Asia by CNN Travel. The area is known for its beautiful beaches, bustling night market, and breathtaking sunsets. But what do tourists in Taiwan
3: actually think about Kinting? Oh, it was fun. It was a nice beach resort area. The time we went, it was not the right time of year though. There was nobody there. But it was nice. We had it to ourselves. We rented scooters, rode around the island area, it's great.
6: We to Oran-Bee Park, which was really nice. Um, really pretty, but, you know, just as because, you know, people mostly fly into Taoyuan airport, which is type, a little closer to Taipei, so to justify going all the way to, you know, the southern part of Taiwan, I think they need to do a little bit more than just, you know, what they have right now. Um, be a little bit more like uh, tourist friendly and more resort-like and more, I think it continues like a kind of a tropical uh, destination kind of a feeling place, right? So we'll probably say that make it a little bit more uh, Western um, tourist friendly. The
4: article recommended visiting il Park and its lighthouse, referring to it as one of the top eight iconic landmarks in Taiwan. It recommends strolling to the southernmost tip of Taiwan to watch the sunset. It also recommends visiting Wanli Tong Beach, where several scenes from Life of Pai were shot. The beach is also known for its beautiful sand and crystalline water, and is considered a scuba diving and snorkeling paradise.
3: There are diving spots here, and the views of the ocean are very beautiful. It is super beautiful and refreshing here. Our underwater ecology is very rich. We have a rich coral reef ecosystem, tropical fish, and many intertidal organisms. There are also some fish that partially bury themselves in the sand, so you can get a glimpse of their ecosystem.
4: According to the CNN list, no trip to Kinding is complete without a stop at Longpan Park, with its grassy hills that afford fantastic views of the starry night sky.
1: Have you heard of
4: mm, No, I'm sorry. It's my second time here.
2: I haven't heard of that.
4: Some tourists we asked said they have never heard of Kinding, but look forward to exploring more hidden gems like Kinding in Taiwan.
3: We're climbing Mount Yushan in May. We're regular mountain climbers. So we're climbing Mount
5: Yushan because uh, there's the trilogy of three mountains in Asia. That's Mount Fuji, Mount Kotapinabalu and this one.
4: Uh, when it comes to traveling in Asia, my, when it comes to like my friend group or like anyone I know in general, we don't really talk about traveling to Taiwan because it's mostly on like Japan, China, uh, South Korea. Uh, I think since Taiwan is more smaller, like geographically, so it doesn't get much attention. But it's pretty nice so far actually. We just arrived, but I think the best part was the night market. Uh, The the food was very affordable, so if you have a budget, it's perfect for you. And if you're concerned about the taste, well, it's perfect because they have an assortment of meat, they have desserts, they also have rice meals, and it's... Really perfect. I love the vibe. Everybody comes to
6: Taipei, so that's like the really obvious, but um, I personally think Hualien is really pretty, um, especially the Taroko Tyru- um, National Park is really really pretty and not a lot of people know about that.
4: With travel slowly recovering, tourists are eager to travel and explore some of Asia's hidden gems. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang
1: and Lee Hunt in Taipei. Many people develop knee pain at some point, Even without intense exercise or getting injured. We spoke to a doctor about how to enhance the health of your knees.
0: To protect your joints, avoid common posture mistakes like crossing your legs. The doctor also recommends three simple exercises that can be done with only a chair.
3: Does walking up the stairs hurt your knees? From sporty youth to silver-haired pensioners, knee pain can afflict anyone
4: with osteoarthritis the primary cause is putting stress on joints when walking we should adjust our posture to prevent positions that turn the feet inward when going up and downstairs we should make use of the handrail move slowly to lighten the load on
3: the knees sitting for long periods having a poor posture such as crossing the legs or turning the feet inward these are all things not to do Besides steering clear of these bad habits, the doctor says to try three exercises to protect your knees. All you'll need is a chair. First up, leg lifts. Straighten your leg so that it's parallel with the ground. Then point your toe upward to train your quads. The next exercise is to hug your knees. Bend a leg toward your body and hold it gently in place with your hands to strengthen your hamstrings. Finally, try the backward leg raise. Hold a chair with both hands and bend back your leg at the knee to target your glutes. Strengthening these muscle groups around the knees can improve joint stability and coordination, the doctor says.
6: The
4: advice isn't to avoid exercise and take it easy. That would actually make your knees worse because in the process of exercising, besides training your muscles, you're also working on joint coordination. During regular exercise, that is enhanced.
3: In order to live well, you need to stay active. But remember not to overdo the the workout so that your knees stay in shape for the long run.
1: Over the past year, many areas of Taiwan saw heavy rains, but none more than Ximaoshan in Ilan's Nan'ao Township. The weather station on the mountain recorded the most rain of all the stations over the course of the year at 12,027 millimeters of precipitation.
0: That's about as tall as a four-story building and the highest figure recorded in almost 50 years. Let's hear from a meteorologist.
3: Last year, in September and October, three typhoons formed to the southeast of Taiwan, and the periphery and the northeasterly winds brought rains to Taiwan. This is related to La Niña, a meteorological phenomenon that strengthens air currents near Taiwan, resulting in more precipitation.
0: The weather station on Ximaoshan was set up in May 2018 and has averaged 7,500 millimeters of rain every year. However, in the first 10 months of 2022 alone, the station had recorded 8,832 millimeters of rain. The bulk of them, or 5,847 millimeters, were recorded in just two months, between September 1st and October 31st. The second and third rainiest places in Taiwan last year were Qingtian in Taipei's Yangmingshan and Da Ping in New Taipei's Wanli District. Both places exceeded 10,000 millimeters of rain over the course of the year.